Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity may contain explicit and objectionable content. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual podcaster and are not based on the advice by a licensed therapist. Listener discretion is advised. Human lives follow many paths, presenting twists and turns and choices never planned, never expected. Temptation, anger, depression, loneliness, all can lead a person to a mistake they can't take back. Facing judgment and isolation, a person can feel very alone. These are the voices of women who chose to cheat on their spouses or partners. Hear their stories. This is Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity. Hello and welcome to Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity. My name is Rebecca. I am the creator and host of this controversial podcast. As you all know, some people don't like it, some people love it. So for those who love it, thank you. For those who don't like it, that's okay. That's okay. Not everybody likes everything. But uh, I am just shocked here that as you guys listen to this episode, it's already going to be the end of May. So these kids are wanting to graduate, no graduation ceremonies this year, so it's kind of a bummer. Um, but to all those parents out there with graduates this year, congratulations, they, they made it, you made it. It's always an exciting year. My youngest actually graduated last year and he is in his first year of college and I'm very proud of him. My oldest, she decided not to go to college and that was absolutely okay. She is going to be who she wants to be. And as long as my children are happy, that is all that's important to me is that they're good shape and they're happy. So I hope all of you guys are doing well. It looks like this is about Memorial Day weekend. And normally most folks are heading out to go camping or doing something fun over this long weekend. And here we are, not able to really go. So I don't know, maybe set up your backyard with a tent and your barbecue and get the kids out and bring out some games, some cornhole games, ride your bikes around the neighborhood, get out the hot dogs and the s'mores and have a camp out in your own backyard as though you were camping someplace else in your state. (laughs) I'm just trying to be creative here. So today, though, we're going to actually listen to a story from Diana. She sent this in quite a while ago, and I'm so glad I finally made it to it. We've got some great stories upcoming through the summer as well. So back on the ball. But I must apologize. My voice seems a little weak right now, and it's either because it's still kind of early and I got up early to get these um, podcasts recorded so that I'm ahead of the game because next week... I go back to work. So actually, when you hear this, I will have already been at work uh, for a few days. But heck, my last official day at work was March 12th. And then I went to Las Vegas for a couple of days with my daughter. And then when we got home, uh, that's when our governor decided to shut down the dental offices. And so I've been home ever since. Um, But, you know, I'm probably going to be wiped out. And I'm sure I'll tell you all about it on our first midweek ponder of June. Um, But I've actually been recording 
uh, several of these audiobooks that'll be going out onto Audible or iTunes or wherever. And I guess it's really using my voice a lot as far as wearing it down. I'm just hoping it's because I woke up <laughs> early <laughs> and it's not because of using my voice too much. I'm sure my husband won't complain if I didn't talk for a day or two. <laughs> Infidelity. Both women and men alike have found themselves in situations where they have become unfaithful to their spouse or partner. On the podcast, Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity, you hear stories from women who have been unfaithful, but want to share their stories to help others in similar situations or to help other people understand why sometimes infidelity happens. But there is still so much more. How does a man cope when he finds out that his wife, girlfriend, or partner has cheated? What are the reasons why a man chooses to cheat? Are they similar to why a woman does? Or maybe you are the other man or the other woman in a relationship. I knew in my gut that she was still at least chatting with him. She denied it. Our marriage languished. I was miserable. No trust, no romance, no sex. I felt completely unwanted and undesired. About a year later, and still zero sex, my wife left for work and forgot her phone. Not long before that, I happened to see her type her passcode, so I tried it. Unlocked. I knew I was invading her privacy, but my gut told me she was hiding something. She was. To hear the rest of this story and other stories like this, please visit the website rawtruthstoriesoffemaleinfidelity.com and click on the Patreon link. For a $3 a month pledge, you will get access to these additional episodes, as well as early access to regularly released episodes. If you have a story that you would like to be considered for a future podcast, please email rebecca.rawtruth at gmail.com. All submissions will always be anonymous. And always remember, no judgment. Speaking of my husband, he found an article, as always, my little research partner, on yourtango.com. He looks at this news feed app, and for whatever reason, they always have these infidelity um, uh, articles. And so he always takes snapshots and sends them over to me and suggests them for the podcast. So I'm going to share one of those today before we get to Diana's story. And this is on yourtango.com, and it's called The Night My Wife Cheated With My Best Friend While I Was Home. The author is Howard Hunter, and it looks like it was published. It says something heartbreak, and then um, that it was put out May 10th of 2020. So, let's see here. This is what the article says. I knew what had happened, and they saw it in my eyes. In the summer of 99, the doldrums of inland Jersey living were taking a toll on my friend Henry and I. Both of us were 17 at the time and agreed to heed the call of adolescent restlessness, in other words, road trip. 
We made the decision to pack up his Honda Accord and get the hell out of Dodge. A quick call to my mother and arrangements were made to spend the summer in her condo in Cape Cod. Seven hours, a pack of cigarettes, and a few Red Bulls later, the road trip came to an end with the sound of our tires crunching down on the coarse driveway sand. As we unpacked our bags, we felt like anything was possible. In record time, we found work together selling frozen treats out of the back of a truck on a nearby beach. Day after day, I would sit there with my guitar, staring out at the ocean wondering how I got so lucky. Did I mention the onslaught of young women to flirt with? Oh, and all the ice cream I could eat. I've got a thing for ice cream. One fateful morning on the beach, this blue-eyed blonde walked up, and for the first time, my teenage powers of seduction were gone. I froze. She wrapped her beach towel around the bottom of her bikini and said, Can I get a two-ball screwball, please? A two-ball screwball is a cylindrical frozen treat with two gumballs on the bottom. I grabbed the screwball, passed it through the window, and she left. Just like that. What just happened? Where were my powers of seduction when I needed them? Turns out I didn't need them. Unbeknownst to me, she had already planned to get my number as I was leaving. And she did, and she called me within an hour. We talked all night and into the morning, and the rest is history. Fast forward a few years later. Although we were still very young, we got married on the beach where we first met. A fairy tale relationship in the eyes of our friends and family. Everyone, ourselves included, believed we were well on our way to happily ever after. As the fates would have it, our future would take us across the country to California. My wife had finished up her master's degree, and it was my turn to follow a dream. Another road trip across the country, without Henry this time, and she and I started a new life in L.A. My lady beside me, the endless California sun, and the dream of rock stardom in my sights. I was in a state of ambrosia. Is anyone else starting to feel a sense of impending doom? Perhaps a too-good-to-be-true feeling? Here's where it all went south. It was a warm New Year's Eve, and my best friend had recently moved in with his girlfriend just a few hours south. This guy was like a brother to me, one of those friends that would lay down in traffic for you. We invited the two of them to help us ring in the new year. They showed up right on time with a bottle of Crown Royal and an assortment of other intoxicating libations. Oh, how we loved to drink in those days. Did I mention my wife had some serious alcoholic tendencies? She was one of those people that turned into someone else when she drank. I enjoyed my fair share of the hooch, but when it came to my wife, I often found myself having to babysit her when we were drinking in public. The worst part of her alcoholism was that she couldn't remember what a royal pain in the ass she'd be the next day. If you can't remember being an ass, how do you learn your lesson? For information's sake, I'll add that my best friend also shared some of those unfortunate traits. I had to carry his ass out of a few bars on more than a few occasions. We cracked open the Crown Royal with an inspired enthusiasm. I didn't feel I needed to babysit that night, so I let myself enjoy the evening on my terms. My terms were to get drunk, really drunk. I've grown since then. I no longer see any point in drinking until you can't feel feelings anymore. 
So much laughter, so much lightheartedness, so much flirting. Wait, flirting? Neither my wife and I or our friends, to the best of my knowledge, had any swinging experience. So why were we all over each other? All together on the couch, we were a tangled mess of arms and legs passing a newly opened bottle of Jim Bean from one thirsty mouth to another. Now, I'd been with this one woman since I was a teenager, and I'll admit, the feeling of a very attractive woman sitting on my lap felt good. He was in the room, nothing was happening, and he and my wife were similarly positioned. Those next few pulls from the bottle smacked me over the head, something fierce. I stood up and exclaimed that a cigarette was in order. Turns out, my wife and best friend didn't smoke, but at the time, both his girlfriend and I did. So, she and I went to my favorite smoking spot up on the roof. Yes, I left my drunk wife alone with another man, but this was a person I trusted. This was a friend, or so I thought. Up on the roof, you could see the famous Hollywood sign and glowing lights from the Sunset Strip. It was a rare sanctuary from the hustle and bustle of the L.A. life. My friend's girlfriend grabbed my hand, pulled the whiskey bottle to her lips, and took a hard pull. I picked her up into the air, both laughing, and sat her down on the edge of the roof. It was just high enough to put us face to face. We were close enough for me to be between her thighs. Her arms found their way over my shoulders, and her fingers twirled the back of my hair. We were young, drunk, and enjoying the heck out of each other. I lost track of time there and never thought twice about the two alcoholics that were well beyond their limit downstairs alone. So what happened up there on the roof? Not a damn thing. We were just drunk and flirty. Not even a kiss. Sure, we got a little handsy, but those boundaries had been crossed hours ago. In fact, as the time passed, our body positioning changed to be next to each other instead of face-to-face as we conversed as friends do. What about... How lucky we were to have these people we loved so much. Neither she nor I had any idea how long we'd been up there, but a good dent had been made in the whiskey bottle. Seeing this, we decided to call it a night and went back down to the apartment for a much-needed glass of water. We opened the door to the sound of quiet music and shuffling sheets. Empty cans of beer were knocked over the table and playing cards lay strewn across the floor. We stumbled down the hallway and pushed open the bedroom door. My best friend and wife were standing at the edge of the bed. Their clothes were on, but buttons were open and shirts were untucked that had not been before. I knew what had happened and they saw it in my eyes. The next few minutes were as ugly as you'd think. In a single instant, all my current perceptions of love, marriage, and friendship were gone. That night, with a woman who wasn't my wife, I was guilty of flirtation, guilty of physical affection, and guilty of imagining what it might be like to be with a woman who wasn't my wife. I was guilty of acting on my imagination. My wife, however, given all the same circumstances, maybe because of her alcoholism or maybe not, put one foot over that line from which there was no return. After the ugliness was over and I had sent our now unwelcome guests home, I spent what was left of that night somewhere else. The next morning, I walked in to find my wife crying on the living room floor. 
Even after something like this happens, there's a part of you that hates to see the person you love hurt, but that part of me was pushed far into the background and I exploded. We came close to divorce right then and there, and again and again for the next few weeks. I spent night after night sleeping on friends' couches, not sleeping at all. Even when I returned home, it took months before I slept in my own bed. The constant, unavoidable thought of what really happened was torturous. I needed to check if I was a person capable of forgiveness. As it turns out, I'm not. I gave all I could to the idea that marriage is something you can't just throw away, and we spent two years working on it. In the end, my outbursts, both internal and external, became so toxic that I went completely numb. I became a shadow of the man I used to be. In a last-ditch effort, we even tried an open relationship as a way to save the marriage. In reality, I think it was a way for me to redeem some of the manhood I had lost. In the end, I wanted to be me again. I no longer recognized myself, so I ended it. I took back control and allowed myself to be the person I remembered selling ice cream on the beach. A man who craves adventure and romance. A man who feels the importance of chasing his dreams and inspiring others to do the same. As for my so-called friend, he made a few half-baked attempts to reach out, but my manhood wasn't having it. We all have the right to make mistakes, but the actions have consequences, and sometimes those consequences are a loss of cherished friendship. I haven't spoken to him in years, and that's the way it'll stay. How do you repair a friendship with someone you can't leave alone with your girlfriend or wife? You don't. You let them go. It took some time, years actually, but I'm back and I'm happy, chasing adventures and loving hard. Howard Hunter is a songwriter, stepdad, and adventurer from Nashville, Tennessee. So I thought that was pretty good, and honestly, the the last part kind of hit home because before my divorce, um, where I had been screwing around, the last guy I was with had been a friend of my husband's for several years, and he had lost contact with him, and we connected all together with him and his wife, And uh, they even came up to our house for the weekend and hung out. And, you know, my ex-husband really enjoyed having his friend back. And then, you know, I caused a lot of damage that resulted in a lot of pain. So that just kind of resonates with me. I lived in a small town in Massachusetts where everyone knew almost everyone. My parents had three kids before me two girls and a boy. We were happy. Then, when I was 10, we noticed something off with my mom. She was always working late. She was a waitress at Outback Steakhouse, getting home around 1 a.m. when they closed at 10 or 11. She had burn marks all over her arms and hands, even though she didn't work in the kitchen. One morning, I came home from Girl Scout camp to find a note from her saying she couldn't be around us anymore, that it was too much. Later that year, she and my dad got divorced after over 20 years of marriage. My dad was left to raise two of the four of us. The other two were already grown and moved out of the house. My first boyfriend and I had never even held hands, so he shouldn't even count, but we did date technically. So when I was 15 and was dating another guy named Adam, I was a stranger to intimacy. 
I had never been kissed and was always nervous around him. We dated twice, once our freshman year in high school and then again our senior year. He was one of the best relationships I had ever had. I made the mistake of falling in love with my ex and leaving him. I walked right into an abusive relationship. He and I were together a little over a year. Right after was when I got together with my husband, and it was the best decision I had ever made. When I was in high school, I was thinking about college. I wanted to go into law enforcement and be a detective like on Law & Order SVU. Of course, I lasted about two months when I dropped out to be with my ex. Now I want to go into nursing and midwifery. I had wanted to try sex. I was even ready to start a family at 14 with Adam. I ended up losing my virginity at 19 to my husband. And two weeks after that, I conceived my daughter sometime between Christmas and New Year's of 2016. I had only had sex with my husband until he went to jail for four and a half months, but it was two months into his sentence when it started. I had been dating my ex, Vinny, when I met my husband, Josh. Vinny used to go to work with his mom to get out of the house and away from his dad. She worked overnight at McDonald's. My husband was one of the overnight managers there. He became homeless and Vinny's mom took him in where she was staying. But then she got kicked out and we were all living out of cars and their work. I stepped up and spent over $1,000 for the four of us to stay in a hotel for about a week, plus getting food and everything else we had to get. Then Josh left, went to stay with some friends after he had lost his job. Vinny and I went to stay with my sister for two weeks until Valentine's Day when she kicked us out. And then my mom, who we stayed with for about a month until a friend of Vinny's died in March of 2016. Josh and I fell in love with each other. When he came back in December of 2016, I got a surprise when I got home from work. I got into a fight with my ex over him not working like we always fought about and went upstairs to our room. Josh followed me upstairs and that was when we confessed we both had feelings for each other. He kissed me and that turned into making out. Three days later, after I got out of work, we got a hotel room for the night, which was when and where I lost my virginity. I told my ex eight days after the confession of feelings that he and I were done, that I was with Josh now. I ended up pregnant two weeks later and found out in January. I had our daughter September 28, 2017. She was perfect. After Josh went to jail for those four and a half months for driving on a suspended license, the state took away Charlotte, our daughter. That was when I started drinking heavily. I was living with a woman who was kind enough to take in my husband and I and let us stay for basically free. We moved in before his incarceration in June of 2018. I worked right down the street from the apartment so I could either walk to work or I could get a ride. I was getting a ride home from one of my male co-workers. I told him that I had been having dreams about him and they happened to be sexual. He decided to expose himself on the ride home from work. He told me that I wanted him and should take advantage of it all. Then 
When we pulled up in front of my house, before I could react, he grabbed my hand and put it on his penis. I ran out of the car and into my house crying after the shock wore off. I made friends with my roommate's nephew, who was 35. My roommate had told him what had happened, and he was there for me. I went into work two days after the assault, and he was there. I told my boss what had happened, not right away, and that I couldn't work with him. He said I could either stay and work, or I could leave and lose my job. I left. I called Jeff, my roommate's nephew, crying, and had him come pick me up. He took me back to his house, and we were drinking. We ended up having sex. Then it became a regular thing. He would go to work in the morning, I would go home and spend some time on my computer, and then he would call me and ask me to come over and drink, have sex, and then repeat. It went on for two months. Somewhere in the middle of those two months, I went to hang out with another male friend who was 42 and old enough to be my dad. We each had a nip. I had two or three, but had had a few beforehand as well, and he was smoking a joint. We went back to his place and had sex. Then I walked home. Later that night, I got into a fight with Jeff. At this point, I was basically living at his house, and he told me to leave. I took off walking away as fast as I could. I walked all the way to the next town, again, and called the guy I had been with earlier that day. I called, blew up his phone until he answered. I said I was lost and looking for a place to crash for the night. I got to his place and we slept together again. The next morning I went home and said I slept on a bench at the hospital so he wouldn't know where I actually was. My husband managed to find out about my affairs when he was in jail. He wasn't mad. He just said he wanted me to be happy, but I would need to figure out where I would be happy. He got out of jail and we reunited. He reproposed to me and we were married May of 2019. He knew I went through a lot and did a lot to hurt him, but he forgave me and it was the best feeling in the world. He loves me unconditionally and I couldn't ask for a better husband. The affair went on for two months and then I went back to my husband once he got out of jail. I have been faithful since we reunited. I regret everything I did while he was gone. I would never think to do it again now that we are back in a good place and happy. We are finally getting our lives back on track. It was something I needed to experience to see that it was a mistake but I would never do it again. Thank you, Diana, for sending in your story. It looks like you really had a tough few months there while he was away and things happen. And it sounds like you guys are back on track. I hope you guys have been able to get your daughter back as well. And things are going better with that too. So again, thank you so much for being brave and sending that in. And I'm glad you're back and happy. And you realize that this is something you don't want to do again. I can understand that. Thank you all for listening today to Diana's story and tuning into the podcast. I really appreciate your support. If you have a story you would like to share, if you've been unfaithful to your husband, spouse, girlfriend, boyfriend, partner, send me an email 
rebecca.rawtruth at gmail.com. Depending on the story will depend on what part of the podcast it will go on as far as being on our main feed or being on Patreon. It all depends on the story itself. Also, uh, you know, for our midweek ponder, if you have uh, your thoughts and opinions about infidelity, do you support it? Do you absolutely think it's the worst thing on this earth that could happen to somebody? I want to know about it. I want to know your thoughts, your opinions, and your whys. And, um, you know, everybody is always anonymous when they send in their information. We all change names and nobody knows anybody's real history as far as who they are. So you're safe with that. Um, if, if, you know, if maybe you had an experience with your parents' infidelity or, you know, anything that has to do with that, that it really touches you. Maybe it's for religious reasons. Uh, maybe it's something else. You know, that I welcome all of those things. So please, again, the email is rebecca.rawtruth at gmail.com. But until next time, stay happy, stay healthy, and remember, no judgment. Goodbye.